You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hello, and welcome to episode number 113 of the Blended Family Podcast. Last week, we talked with Dr. Janelle about relationships, and today, kind of continuing with that theme, I'm going to talk about intimacy in your relationship and how to hold on to that. Of course, this is airing the day before Valentine's Day, but depending on when you listen, the day may have passed, and that's okay, because intimacy is something you need to work on all year long, not just because it's a love holiday. Before we begin, I just want to talk about a few things. The first is that I got two new five-star reviews on iTunes. One is from Rick Beal, who happens to be a very loyal listener. And he said, are you blending a family? Each week, Melissa brings a timely topic to the podcast. Check out the archives. There are over 100 shows to choose from. Chances are it's something you've been dealing with or will be dealing with in the very near future. I don't start my Monday morning without my fix. This podcast, subscribe now. The other says, my blended family is really struggling at the moment. Finding your podcast is an absolute godsend. Thank you so much. And that one is from Natty Jack all the way from Australia. So a big thank you to Rick and Natty Jack for submitting those reviews. Your reviews are so helpful to me so that I can be more visible in iTunes. Therefore, others can discover the podcast more easily. If you want to submit a rating and review, just go to blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash iTunes and click write a review. I'm still open to those family interviews. If you want to chat with me about your blended family in a conversation that will air on a future episode, please let me know. You can shoot me an email, melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com, and then I will send you all of the information, including the questions, so there will not be any surprises. And I like these interviews because it just gives you all a chance to get to know one another and also see that you're dealing with similar issues. At the same time, I think we can all learn from one another too. So I hope to hear from some more of you on that. And the last thing I'll say is that I am open to your topic ideas and your questions. And I'll be doing another show soon where I answer your questions, but also occasionally I choose a question and make an entire episode about it. Anyway, feel free to send them in. I'm doing this show for you, and so I want to make sure the content is what you want and what you need to hear to help you out. All right, so let's get started. Intimacy, it's one of the most important elements of a relationship, yet it's so often pushed to the side. And that happens in every relationship at some point, whether in a traditional home or a blended. Most often having children can wipe out every ounce of intimacy, not that it has to, It just kind of does. And blended family homes can experience this loss quicker or more frequently because the relationship started out with children present. The couple never had the opportunity to experience life without children. And there may not have been a chance to really work on that together. So this all depends on your schedule though. There are blended families where the couple may have even more time than a traditional home with children because the blended home may have the schedule set up where they get alone time. Like Sean and I, for instance, we used to have every other weekend without any children. 
And I say used to because since our son moved in, he's pretty much here every weekend, but he's older now, so it doesn't really matter. Anyway, my point is there are traditional homes that never have that break unless they get a sitter. And even so, that may just be for a night. So depending on what your setup is, you may or may not get a break. Regardless, intimacy is not something you need to be alone to have. It's something that you can incorporate into everyday life, whether the kids are there or not. You need to incorporate it into everyday life. Why is this important? Well, intimacy is something to me that is truly an essential part of every relationship. And when I'm talking about intimacy here, I'm not referring to sexual intimacy only. Certainly that does play a huge role, but also emotional intimacy and physical intimacy are equally important. Every relationship is different, so that some may focus more in one of those areas, and that's okay too, but ultimately you really want to create a balance of the three for a healthy intimacy. And some couples may only care about one of those areas. And if you find that you and your partner are a match there, it can work. For instance, if you both rate emotional intimacy very high and neither of you cares about sexual or physical intimacy, well, then you can make that work. But in many cases, one partner may feel more strongly about emotional intimacy while the other maybe really cares about sexual intimacy. And that's why I say finding a balance is really good. Also, you may find by working on this a bit that something you thought was unimportant to you, you may really like. So it's really good to work on all three. And so how do you know which type of intimacy your partner wants? It can be easy to figure out just by paying attention to your partner, pay attention to what they're telling you, to their body language. Communication is the best way to find out, of course, but some couples have a hard time talking about this stuff. That's why Dr. Janelle last week was talking about the five love languages, and you've heard me speak of it before as well. Learning the way your partner likes to give love and receive love is a great indicator of what you need from one another. Let's start with sexual intimacy. We all know what this is, and some couples have a very strong sexual connection naturally, and others have to work at it. And some couples, many couples, have a mismatched libido, which can complicate things. One of the first things that can go in a relationship is the sex. High levels of stress that come with parenting, but also having a blended family, can make anyone uninterested in sex. Just having children around can make people feel less sexual, right? But when the sexual intimacy is cut off, you can feel more like a roommate to your partner. So I really encourage people to work on this aspect of your relationship. And you might wanna ask your partner and yourself, are you feeling sexually fulfilled in this relationship? What do you need more of sexually? Do you need more or less sex? Are there fantasies you want to fulfill? And those are just some questions to get you started. The thing I want you to realize is that you have to open up a dialogue about this stuff even if it feels awkward in the beginning, if you continue, it won't feel like that anymore. And some couples feel like their sexuality needs to get put on the back burner until the kids are older, and that is not true at all. In fact, it can do a lot of damage in a relationship if you do that, unless, of course, neither of you care about it. Don't think, oh, well, one day when the kids move out, we'll be sexual again. By then, you might grow so far apart sexually and you might not be able to find that again with one another. If you and your partner have conversations about this 
and decide what both of you want, then you need to come up with a plan to make it happen. So let's say you decide you need to have sex once a week. Make a plan to make sure that it happens, even if that means scheduling it in. And some people think scheduled sex is boring because it's not spontaneous. But you can look at that in a different way, though. If you know that Saturday night is your sex night, then you can both look forward to that and get excited about it. And you can plan for it better. And a complaint that many people have, and I think this would be more with women, definitely, is that it's hard to transition from mom into a sexual being. And men struggle less with this, right? They're ready to go anytime. But us women have a hard time. You know, we have to put the kids to bed and then all of a sudden we're expected to be a sexual goddess. So if this is you or even your wife, learn how to work around this. You can go out on a date and have the sitter put the kids to bed. That way you have a few hours to kind of transition over romantic dinner. And by the time you get home, you're feeling more like a woman than just mom. Occasionally, if money allows, you can even get a hotel room for a night. If you're home, you can have your partner put the kids to bed while you go and take a bath and try to switch modes. And let me also speak for the women here because I do have a lot of male listeners. Women are all in their head. So men, if you want more sex from your partner, you need to understand that you've got to pull her out of her head. She needs to be relaxed. So whatever it is that's causing her to not be relaxed, that's what you need to fix. So if it's the housework building up, give her a hand. If she's stressed over something, listen to her vent, give her a back rub, a glass of wine can help. And it doesn't hurt to remind her how beautiful she is. As us moms sometimes don't have the time to dedicate to our beauty routine, and many days we don't feel very pretty after we've been running around with the kids all day. Also, if you feel like you're in a sexual rut, meaning it's become mundane, think of ways you can change it up. Switch the location, incorporate some toys, try different positions, keep the lights on, put some music on instead of hearing the news in the background. There are always things you can do to spice it up. And the key to all of this is communication. You both need to let each other know what you want and what you need and work on it. So next, let's talk about emotional intimacy. To me, emotional intimacy is about how open you are with your partner. Do they know your innermost fears and worries, your hopes and dreams? Do they know what makes you happy and sad? Do they know what drives you? Do they know what you struggle with? Your partner should be the one that knows everything about you and the one that you can turn to when you need support. And some couples struggle with emotional intimacy. Again, we get so caught up in being parents that we can lose the connection. Also, stress of parenting can cause us to turn away from one another instead of turning towards, which is what needs to happen. To maintain emotional intimacy with your partner, you have to make an effort to connect on a daily basis. I touched on this last week when I spoke about taking your 15 minutes. You can do this at whatever time of day you choose, though I do recommend doing it at the same time approximately every day so that it becomes a habit. If it's a morning over a cup of coffee or 6 p.m. when you get home from work or at bedtime before you go to sleep, it doesn't matter. Once you see what it really does for you as a couple, you may even try to do it more often. Just take that time to connect by giving your partner your total attention. No phone, no kids. If the kids are present, find a space where you can be alone, even if you have to go in a bathroom and lock a door. Let me say, if you have very young children, don't do that. 
In that case, you'll choose a time where the child is safe in a crib or something. Anyway, when you do it, lots of eye contact. You can hold hands and just talk about anything. The plans that you have for the upcoming day, what your goals are, what happened at work. It doesn't matter. Although I would take this time to not discuss the children. This is your time to connect as a couple. And you don't want to make it stressful by talking about the kids or even any other stressors. This should be pleasant. You can even talk about good things that happened that day. And by doing this, you're validating that your time and connection as a couple is important and valued. And aside from that, when you're on date night or away from the kids, use that time, again, to not talk about the kids. Sometimes couples get so used to just being a parent that it's all they know how to talk about. Try opening up conversations about other things. When was the last time you talked to your partner about what you love about your relationship? Or how often do you tell them how much you love them and why? Some people think, well, my partner knows I love them. Why do I need to say it every day? You do. It's always nice to hear that you're loved and appreciated for who you are. Talk about your dreams together. Ask questions you've never asked. And don't ever stop doing that. Just because you see one another every day doesn't mean you'll stop finding things to talk about. And the other part of emotional intimacy is really being there for your partner. Parenting is hard and life can be hard. And when times get tough, you should be the rock for your partner. When one of you is down, the other should be there to lift you up. When you're both down, you lean on one another. Listen to each other vent. Tell each other what you need. If you need an ear, ask for it. Learn about what your partner needs. You know, Sean knows exactly when I need a hug. He knows when I just need him to listen. He knows when I need a push. And I know what he needs as well. So if you pay attention, you can figure out what your partner needs from you emotionally. And you'll be able to provide that. Okay, moving on to physical intimacy. Touch is so important. Again, back to the five love languages. Physical touch is one of them. Not everyone requires physical touch, but still, I do think it's important for couples to incorporate this in every day. And this does not mean sexual touch only. This is hand-holding, hugging, cuddling. When you walk by your partner, give them a little squeeze, grab their butt even. When you lay in bed, hold hands for a minute or spoon. Offer a foot rub to your partner or a massage. Play with their hair. Little gestures like this tell your partner that you care about them. And don't be afraid to do this in front of your children. We used to never show anything in front of the kids. Not, not really because we were worried about it, but because we'd be so stressed out when we had them all that we would just kind of like separate. And when we started to be more affectionate in front of them, they actually really liked it. They think it's cute. Now, there's a limit here. You obviously don't need to be showing too much to the point it grosses them out. You'll know what your kids are okay with. But remember that modeling a healthy relationship and what it should look like is good for them to see. So one day they'll have a relationship of their own and they'll know what they want it to be like. So there you go. Three types of intimacy to work on in your relationship. Together with your partner, you can decide which of these is most important to you, what areas you're lacking, and what you would both want to work towards, which means you're going to have to communicate with your partner to find out. You have to ask for what you want, and this needs to be done in a way where you aren't criticizing your partner. For example, if you want more sexual intimacy, don't say, 
I'm tired of our sex life and you never want to do anything. Mm -mm. Instead say, honey, I really like when we're sexual because I feel so connected to you when we do. I do wish we could do it more often. What do you need from me or what can we do together to make that possible? Or if you need more emotional intimacy, don't say, you never listen to me. Instead say, you know, sometimes when we talk, I still feel disconnected. I'd really like it if we could talk in a place with no distractions so that I know you're able to really listen to me. Or for physical intimacy, you can say, I love the feeling I have when you wrap your arms around me. Can we make sure we get in a good hug every day? Whatever you need to ask for, you ask without putting your partner down, okay? You don't want to criticize. You always put it in with a compliment. I love when you do this, but I'd also love more of that. Does that make sense? And it never hurts to ask your partner, what can I do to make your day better? Or what can I do to make you happier? Are you happy in this relationship? Sometimes we're afraid to ask for what we want. So always ask your partner. It might make it easier for them to tell you if they know you're open to hearing it. Relationships are work and you're never done with that work no matter how long you're together. And also people change as they grow. So although you think you know exactly what your partner needs from you today, that doesn't mean that two months from now they still want and need the same things. You need to check in. You need to grow together. That's why lots of relationships fail because two people get comfortable and make assumptions and they stop doing the work. Now maybe all that work sounds like a chore to you, but it's really not. And what it does is it enhances your relationship. And once you get used to doing the work, it really doesn't become work. It becomes second nature, a part of your relationship that comes naturally to you both. And it's very easy, especially in a blended family or really anytime you're a parent, to put all of your focus on the kids and parenting and forget how important it is to work on your partnership. And what happens to those couples is that once the kids grow up and leave the nest, they don't even know each other. Listen, Parenting is an extremely important job and it requires all of your efforts, but there's always time and energy left for the two of you. If not, you have to make it so. I'm gonna wrap it up here. I do hope that today's show gives you a little push to connect with your partner and to work on your intimacy in the areas that it lacks. Valentine's Day doesn't have to be about flowers and chocolate, really shouldn't be. Let it be about really connecting with your loved one. Feedback can be sent to my email, as well as questions or topic ideas. And that email is melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. And you can continue this conversation over in the private Facebook group, which you can find at blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash group, where you will find other families going through similar struggles as you. As always, thank you so much for listening. And be sure to come back and join me next week for another show. Love you. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.